0: Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Mom, I wake up every day and I pray to God, I can do this. And to hear those words from my son because I knew, no, I know you can do this. But you had to get to that place. And when we went up on uh, the third week, it was family day. And uh, all the families get to go up and see where they've been for, for the three weeks. And then they've only got a week to go in their home. So they're already in a groove, already in a routine. And he said to me, he goes, Mum, come to realise that nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. And I said, that's it, babe. I said, you've gone, you've conquered your fear, you've conquered your anxiety and you've done it. And you're stronger for it. And then at the, uh, the last week they have to go out on solo and they have to camp 24 hours on their own. And just as we went to leave, he started going really quiet. He was like, I'm not worried about you going because I'm going to see you in five more days. He said, I'm worried about the solo. And, and that was his greatest fear before going away on this four-week camp, camping out on his own. We all have different fears. We all have different anxieties. But for him, this was something. I said, Noah, you've come this far. You can do this, buddy. And I said, find God in that space. Find God in that 24 hours for yourself Anyway, when they got home after the four weeks, I picked him up from school. The first thing he said to me when he hopped off the bus, he goes, "Mum, I so enjoyed that solo." I was like, "You little legend!" And I said, "Not only got away from everybody because they're all living, you know, like together in, in a dorm community and doing jobs and cooking and cleaning and farm jobs," but he said, "Mum, I did it, and I and I was okay. I overcame my fears." And he said, and I found God. I found God in that place and that space, and he was with me. Amen. Where Noah, being a victim to his situation and his mindset, he had victory. He pressed through. Amen. Come on, yeah. I asked him if I could share that little story, and he said, go for it, Mum. I said, better coming from you, but he's out there. You know, making a decision to take your mind back so you can enjoy the life that God has for you. Make a decision to take your mind back. And that was one thing that I know we've journeyed with Noah when he gets to that place and he feels like he's gripped with anxiety and worry and fear. So, Noah, that is stopping you from enjoying the moment and enjoying the time. And that's what the enemy wants to do, we have the authority to take our mind back so that we can enjoy. We can enjoy the life that God has given us. We can enjoy the situations that we're in. But most importantly, stewarding the life that God has given you. Stewarding that life. Don't hold it loosely. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God in Jesus' name. You know, have you ever had a bad day? Yeah? Come on. We all have. Have you ever had a bad month, a bad year, a bad season, a bad number of years? Yes, we all have. And sometimes the bad day rolls into a bad month, to a bad year, to a bad season, but we all go through that. We, we all have times in our life that are hard, but the problem is when our bad times, our times of difficulty, actually get into our head. Uh, when we let this happen, we have negative attitude And some might call it a victim mentality. And it's our choice to go that route or not. You know when you've got a GPS and you're travelling, you put where you're going and you're travelling in that direction and you slightly take a wrong turn and little what that little voice, what's her name? Siri says, reroute, reroute, reroute. So you reroute and you go back and keep on that route. It's like our minds. We're travelling in this direction and sometimes our minds go here. And God's saying, reroute. Bring your mind, bring your thoughts back into alignment with me. You're going off, to, off, off the, uh, the rails or you're going in the wrong direction or you're about to make a stupid decision or an un- unwise decision. Come under the hand of God. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God so that his voice is louder than the other voice take captive every thought, bring back into alignment in the name of Jesus. Amen. You know, victim mentality will take you down the road of self-destruction, full stop. And you might have heard this saying, Pastor Christian says it a lot, we travel in the direction of our most dominant thought. It is so true. That's the direction you will travel. 2 Corinthians 4, 17 says, for our present present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. I just want to briefly talk about that victim mentality, that victim mindset. And what it is, it's a vicious uh, victim mindset that takes over your mind. And the victim mentality will suck the life out of you. It will take away your joy. It will take away your peace. It will take away your hope and leave you in despair and depression. Sometimes we see people that allow that victim mentality, right, to get into their head and their joy is stolen. They have no joy. They have no peace. And they even like you come to a place where you throw your hands up in the air and go, what's the point? There's no hope. They've given up. And that's why I want to to talk about today destroying the victim mentality and that victim mindset so that you can be victorious. You can be a victor over your mind in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, it's coming to that place of saying, forget what I want and consider what God wants. Good thought, hey. He wants to rip out that victim mindset those lies that the enemy has placed in there and wants you to believe and he wants to make you think doomsday, negative thoughts constantly, but God wants you free in Jesus' name. Philippians four twelve thirteen. 13, I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I have learnt the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all, everyone say, all this through him who gives me strength. Come on. You know, it's okay we have all, I I was just going to go through a couple of things. We've all felt these things at times, or some of you might be feeling this right now or going through this. You might feel alone, you feel sorry for yourself. Life isn't fair, that's the mindset and the mentality you have at the moment. You feel powerless, you feel stuck. You don't trust anyone. You need to learn to trust again. You need to forgive. You don't forgive, you hold grudges. And if any of you haven't felt any of these things, you're super superhuman. Come on, we all have felt these things or we all feel these things. Sometimes we feel alone. Sometimes we feel stuck. Sometimes we're holding holding grudges and unforgiveness. Sometimes we feel powerless. We're feeling sorry for ourselves. Life isn't fair. At this point in our lives, it's where we go with these feelings and thoughts. As soon as we're feeling that, where we take our mind, where we go with that, these things can take you into isolation. This is something that I think about often is that you see people when they're going through stuff They remove themselves and they isolate themselves. And who knows that isolation is the worst thing you can do. Then it triggers more thoughts, it triggers more anxiety, it triggers more depression and the enemy wants to isolate you. But we need to, who knows, we need to be in community. We need to be in relationship. We need to have relationships in our world to keep, keep holding our arms and saying, you can do this. Don't withdraw. Keep pushing through. I've got your back. Come on. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. That's why we need church. That's why we need the house of God. That's why you need to go to a connect group. Some of you, like, I don't have any friends or I don't really know many people in church. Is that okay if I go here for a minute? make an effort. No one calls me. No one invites me over for a meal. Why don't you make the call? Why don't you invite someone over for a meal? Don't isolate yourself. Don't withdraw. Be bold. Be courageous. Make connections. Get people in your world. Because I tell you what, it will help this. It will help you get you out of the place of being a victim, but being a victor in Jesus' name. Come on. Come on. That's why we put on a women's event. Not just for the second. I have that flyer, It's all good. Don't worry. Not just for the sake of having a women's gathering, but ladies, that's why I put on a women's event once a year, is to bring you out, bring you out of isolation. Husbands, kick your wife out the door with love and say, you're going. Come on, because you might meet someone. You might make a connection. You might hear a word that will change your life. The gathering of people, of community, there's power in that. So make sure you register. I just thought I'd throw that one in. Come on. Because I don't want to be here by myself. I want to have a party with you all. You know, I was thinking back to that whole thing of isolation and that whole victim mentality. And back when I had Zach, uh, I've told this story, I think, a few years back. Uh, Zach was a baby and uh, he was about eight years old and he came out with all these rashes all over his body and presented with eczema. And the same thing happened to our little Ella as well. And all of a sudden I went, oh, no, I don't want to go through this again. Oh, far out the journey of, um, you know, clearing the skin up. But at that point, I started worrying and then I started thinking, oh no, he's going to look like that for the rest of his life. And what's he going to look like when he's a teenager? And just all these lies started filling my mind just from what I saw and I started worrying. And then I started getting anxious and then I started panicking and I was fixated on the situation, fixated on my, my baby going, oh no, you know, eczema and allergies and asthma and all of that. No, God, I can't go through this again. I went through this journey with Ella and I started withdrawing and depression started hitting me and I started isolating myself. Every time the phone rang, I didn't want to pick up the phone because I didn't want to talk to anybody. I'd get up every morning and I would feel anxious on the inside. It was like the adrenaline was going and I'm like, oh, I've got to face another day. And I started panicking and I started worrying. I remember standing in the kitchen and I felt like my whole body was shaking, but it actually wasn't. It was everything on the inside because fear started gripping me. I started worrying and I started thinking that what was so small was bigger than what it was. But what I did, church, is I isolated myself. And as I isolated myself, this overtook. This started speaking lies and not truth. And I had to get to the place where I went, Melissa. You have to take victory over the circumstance. You can't be taken out by this situation. You need to speak the word of God. You need to speak healing and health over your baby. You, you need to speak life into him. Don't let this take you out. And it was a journey. But do you know what, church? I didn't withdraw from turning up to church from Letting people hold my hand and say, Melissa, you can get through. There was other stuff going on as well, that was just the, the beginning of things. But I kept pushing through. I could have kept isolating myself and ended up going down the road of getting antidepressants and drugged up. But no, I went to the Word of God and I went to the house of God and I went to my connect group and the people God had put in, put in my world. And I got through six months later. I turned the corner and I kept walking. Those lies and those fears and those worries were gone in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, you have victory. I was reading uh, the other day, it was written by an influential leader and pastor, and I wanted to read this to you because sometimes we can look and we can think, you know, people in authority or leaders or, you know, those that that, you know, hold, hold some weight. They don't go through stuff. Hello, they do, we do. And I was reading this, I was quite encouraged by it. It says, I admit I have spent most of my life dealing with these thoughts. I am mostly a positive person. Let me tell you behind the scenes, in my mind, in my heart, and most of my life, I have dealt with the victim mentality in this sense. I was filled with anxiety, worry, and fear, and doubt almost to the point that I could constantly be thinking, I know it's going good, but it's just a matter of time. It's inevitable. It's going to fall apart. Something bad is going to happen. I'm not going get, to get all excited about, right, about it right now because I know it's going to work. I would repeat it constantly in my mind and I would keep trying to battle it. It was a stronghold, a core lie the enemy had given me, doomsday. Victory mentality, everything will fail and you are doomed. That's the stronghold that was in my head until God came in and began to replace that lie with his truth, to push out and to cut out the victim mentality, the victim mindset from the inside of me. You know, the enemy sets up strongholds in our minds and a stronghold is an area in which we are held bondage due to wrong thinking. That's what a stronghold is. But let me read you this scripture in 2 Corinthians 10 4 5. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing back into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Amen. Let me tell you the Jesus truth right now. Come on, the Jesus truth. God came in and began to replace those lies with his truth. God came into your life. Are you listening to his truth or you're listening to the lies of the enemy? And if you study the life of Jesus and in the Gospels, not only how he lived, but how he thought. Let me encourage you, go and study the Gospels and you will be inspired, not only the way Jesus lived, but the way he thought. Because as I said earlier on, this thing is our biggest battle. This is our battlefield, our mentality, our mind. And our prayer and our language needs to be, I want to live like Jesus, which means I need to learn more about him and to think like him. As a man thinks, so he is going to live. So true. The way we think, that's how we're going to live. We travel in the direction of our most dominant thought. You know, at times, our trouble is not our trouble. Our trouble is that we haven't got a word from God. You're all looking at me very quietly. That's very profound. Let me read this. We are not hearing from God... Because we have taken ourselves out from under the hand of God. Our trouble is, it goes downhill because we haven't got a word from God. And we need to get a word from God that we can hold on to, that can shift that thing in our mind. Matthew 4.4, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And every time you read a scripture, that is a word from the mouth of God for you, that you need to take hold of. Now, let me read you this, how I feel versus what God says. Right. I feel alone versus, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with, the right, with my righteous hand. Isaiah 41:10 Life's not fair. Verses for our light and uh, momentary troubles are achieve, achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweights far outweighs them all. 2 Corinthians 4:7 F- You're feeling powerless, you feel stuck. Verses no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can, cannot bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. I don't trust anyone anymore. Verses, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. But in all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. You don't forgive, you're holding grudges, stuff's happened. Verses, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Colossians three 13. We're all suffering. We're all going through something. Not only just us as Christians, but non-Christians. But Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Come on. You need to say, I refuse to be a victim and I'm going to be a victor, but it's your choice. I will take my situation and I will trust him. Amen. Our mind is a battlefield. We either win or we lose. What the enemy has launched against you, it's your choice. Take hold of the word of God. I want you to stand to your feet. And I want to pray this over you. Can I have the worship team up? Because I want to sing that song that we sang, Psalm 84. Just the bridge, you're the whisper, you're the shout. But I want to pray this prayer over every single one of you. I wrote this down. Why don't you lift your hands to heaven right now? Thank you, Lord. And this is my prayer for every single one of you this morning. Is it today that you cast imaginations and every high and lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God? bring every thought into captivity into obedience of Jesus Christ so that you can live in victory and joy and peace in Jesus